Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, I'm joined now in the studio by an author who's released a heartfelt book that may well help you or in the future help a family member. For After I've Gone, the Parents Edition is the first in a series of end-of-life journals designed to support individuals who have lost a loved one in the difficult times uh, after their passing. And uh, Joanne Begley joins me in the studio now. And you're very welcome, Joanne. Thank you so much for coming in this morning. Thanks very million for having me. So tell me first of all about, is there a personal journey attached that led you to this book? There is indeed. I think behind every book is a story, isn't there? Um, I'm from Shannon originally, out the road. Um, and my kind of career has been in disability and end of life with people. And I ended up supporting a man with locked-in syndrome from Six Mile Bridge. And he wanted to leave something behind for his family. And I never got to do it. No, it's rare locked-in yeah. syndrome. Yeah, locked-in syndrome is like a double stroke. So you kind of can only communicate with your eyes. So you blink for yes and no. Or you have a kind of communication board where you'd spell stuff out through vowels and stuff. And I worked with him in Carragoran Nursing Home. And, and I mean, for so yeah, many people, very, that would just yeah, sound... Your mind is 100% active. It's actually a cruel disease, yeah. It really does sound it, doesn't it? So he was a fabulous man and he ended up going to Cheshire Homes in Newcastle West and we used to keep visiting and and he suddenly passed them with pneumonia and it was always in the back of my mind, God, I never got to do that for Frank. So um, in 2018 then, Joe, I was diagnosed with a, an incurable brain condition called Chiari malformation. So it's like a herniation in your brain, it's falling out of your skull. So I ended up having three brain surgeries, two in Cork and my most recent one in Barcelona. And it kind of got me thinking about my own mortality and end of life and being prepared for my two kiddies and my husband. And and, and can you just yeah. explain a bit more about that and your own situation and, and how you realised that you had yeah. this problem? Well, I kind of, any time I kind of got a... People that know me will be know me as quite joyous. I'm always laughing. I used to just get a headache all the time and I laughed. If I bent over to put stuff in the dishwasher, I felt like I was going to have a brain hemorrhage. And then I went to a Pilates class, couldn't do any of the exercises and thought, what's going on? Just went to my doctor and I had an MRI in Barrington's with Dr. Peter Bores. And then I ended up in Cork then in the September. So that wasn't successful then. And, and there is no cure for it. They just manage it, the treatment. Um... So I had the surgery there in September and I had a kind of leak after it, a, a big kind of pseudo tumour thing. And then after that, I had another revision surgery the following year and then there was no more kind of Ireland could do for me. So I had to go abroad to a specialist in Chiari Institute in Barcelona last November. Right. So I couldn't get that funded by Ireland and the HSE and... So my community in Shannon ended up doing a GoFundMe and I raised 24000 in two days. Isn't that amazing? Oh, just the people of Shannon are just their class, you know. So they really did rally behind me and get me going. So I suppose that was part of the story as well that got I... Yeah, and, and just yeah. to understand then, so you had this further procedure yeah. in Barcelona. So. And, and how has it been? It's not been great, to be honest. It's... Um, like, it's not definite that you'll get better improvements from it. Um, I'm back there now... I've new scans to go over. You have to go back after a year to kind of review the scans from last year and this year and just, look, I don't let it get me down. Just get up and get on with it. I'm breathing. I get out of bed. My gin and tonic hand works. <laughs> I'm okay. Do you know this? 
Look what's going on in Gaza. Do you know well, what I mean? Well, yes, absolutely. But yeah. at the same time, you know, you, you have yeah. your own um, yeah. uh, challenge. Um, and um, this is manageable, is that what you're saying? It's manageable. It's more kind of a pain condition that, you know, like you don't know how you're going to be from day to day. And you just, like I was working as a social care worker in disability and I kind of had to just leave that recently just because... You work with people with challenging behaviour. If you get a knock to the head, you're in trouble. And yeah. So, yeah, so it's kind of changed my career path, but I believe kind of things happen for reasons. Do, do you take ongoing medication? Yeah, every day you have to take stuff to recalibrate your nervous system and your spinal fluid and... And, and pain, pain management? Pain management. I bought a hot tub in COVID to manage the pain. That's what I keep telling my husband anyway. <laughs> so, um, yeah. so, yeah. And it's ironic in a way that there you were involved yourself mm. professionally in helping uh, others yeah. and you can't continue to do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I will down the line. I'll do it in a different capacity. Right. Um, hopefully. So that kind of led me to think about, right, get your ducks in a row here, Joanne. And while I was off sick from work, I ended up caring for... A friend of mine in Shannon who got diagnosed with motor neuron and she has four kids and it just became a thing. It's like she wanted to leave a letter. She couldn't, she found it too hard to write a letter. So I just kind of said, we ordered a few books off the internet. There was nothing I could find that would fit her needs. So I, I bought just three A5 diaries in Easton's and started kind of just filling out questions and coming in on duty because she used to have a thing called an eye gaze where she used to just spell it out with her eyes so you go in and give her a question and so the reason the kind of book is called for after I've gone is I used to go in and she'd give me jobs to do that she couldn't give her family because obviously I wasn't family and I'd always be saying is this for an hour for after and she'd be spelling for after so we kind of just had that connection of right. like so clearly so clearly yeah and b- before I ended up helping her I I, when she got diagnosed, I went and I did a diploma in end-of-life therapy just so I could help her die well. I've always had an interest in how people die. like, And I went and did that course and in, I did my thesis in college as well on end-of-life for people with disabilities. Where did that interest come from? I don't know. I just suppose working with people with disabilities, they don't really get says in, in their wills, their wards, courts, you know what I mean? And it's kind of taken over by the service and... um. And it was just a topic I wanted to research. And I suppose with my own health condition, I thought, God, my time is limited as well. And it's important to just mm. just acknowledge it and, and not be skirting around. It's such a taboo subject sometimes. Mm. We're chatting yeah. to Joanne Begley uh, about this uh, self-help book for After I've Gone, the parents' edition. So give us a sense of exactly how this book works. Okay, so I started with the parents' edition and it kind of brought me on a journey. I I did the New Frontier Group. New Frontiers program in Toos with Enterprise Ireland and then I moved on to Social Entrepreneurs Ireland Ideas Academy with it and then I ended up doing the HSC Design Thinking program and then the Irish Hospice Foundation Seed program and then I moved up to pitch it to Arnott's there just the end of July um, so it's gaining traction it's a book for somebody that is dying but it doesn't necessarily have to be for somebody dying too it's just somebody prepared for end of life Do you know you're leaving a legacy behind for somebody so you'd fill in the book about questions about the past and memories and and then it moves on to the f- second section then of what are your advice for me what are your regrets is there anything you never taught me have you got a bucket list if I'm feeling sad on a day where will I go what's your top 10 Spotify songs that I can listen to so it's just about leaving that kind of connectedness between a parent so and it helps child. someone put some order on yeah. the concepts, the thoughts, yeah. the memories, yeah. all of that. Because the Irish Hospice Foundation do a fantastic document called Thinking Ahead. Mm. Um, it's quite kind of, 
business-like. I don't really use that word. Um, this is more emotion, emotional that you be kind of just leaving behind your memories, keeping that storytelling alive, like picking it up and saying, God, I never knew that about granddad or I never knew that. And I was mindful writing it. And when you're going through all these different processes about addressing social problems and stuff, that's not everybody's parent. So I got writing a sibling edition, a friend edition and a partner edition then. So Joanne, you can leave this for your partner, your children, yeah. your neighbour if you're close to yeah. them, your sister, your yeah. brother, whoever. Yeah. yeah, and I am working on a fifth one. It's quite sensitive. It's from a child to a parent. So I'm I'm taking my time with that and working with the relevant yeah. people that, that are experts in their field. And, and as you say, and you are living proof of this, you can help people in very difficult circumstances yeah. to fill out the yeah. self-help book. Yeah. And it's about changing the narrative as well about dying. Do you know, it's like it's it, we prepare for everything in our lives, like getting married, having children, graduations. We don't really talk about preparing to die. We're great at having the awakes and the parties and the pints, but we're not good at dying well. So I've been working very closely with Jennifer Stritch in Toos as well. And, um, we know Jennifer, you're very well. I had a, a massive launch in Hope Cafe in Shannon on the 14th of September and over 200 people came and Jennifer was my speaker. So um, she kind of just said, you ask somebody a question and like a student, if you're in a fire, what would you save? And she kind of just said, this book is what I would save because it has everything in it, belonged to the person. It has your person's handwriting as well and... You know, it's it's precious. It's a bespoke product as well. That it's not a journal you're going to fill in about your travels and then dump it. It's just you're going to keep it forever. Okay. Um, and has it been used? And have you seen people take advantage of it so far? Yeah, I obviously the lady I worked with in Shannon. I was nominated to hire to hand out her books. These it wasn't exactly them. It was the ones that I'd done for her. Um, and if another few families have have engaged with it as well. I worked closely with another woman as well. Um, so yeah, it's just only just newly launched. So I'm just trying to get the word out there now and kind of, I've been in touch with all hospices and nursing homes. And and, and that point that uh, you do need to think about who's going to make sure the book gets yeah. into the right hands yeah. after you've so gone. So at the front of the book, it, tell, it says who you nominate to give it out and when. So like, obviously, if you were at, at end stage of life, you kind of say, can you hand this out for me a month after, a day after? It's a it's, yeah. it's personal journey. Yeah. Because I presume for some people, they will uh, go through the book cover to cover. Yeah. And for others, they might look at it for two years. And that's okay. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just to help kind of, it has a dual purpose in that it will help the person that's leaving the world to the person left behind to pick it up and they're having a bad day and say, right, I'll read a bit of this now. Or God, I never knew that. Or God, yeah. I, I must finish that for her. That was not done. Or... So yeah, it's just, it's precious. Yeah. So in terms of um, your own situation, I mean, is is it something that you have used or are you Yes, yeah, I've one, I've two for my children at home. Have you? Yeah, yeah, it's important. It's important and was it difficult to do it yourself? You know, it's one thing to do it and prepare the book for yeah. others. No, it's not difficult because I'm in the mind frame of, I'm open to talking about death and dying. It's, it's part of my language now really and and my household and my family and it's um you know I've kind of always taught my kids don't be afraid of talking about it it's, it's part of life it's it's we're all in the line do you know statistics say 100% of us are going to die so it's it's better face kind of facts without being cold than yeah. just have a bit of heart behind it yeah Joanne do you think we have improved in recent years in you know dealing with this at all um in helping people who have serious terminal illnesses to cope? 
Um, I think we have a good bit to go still. I think it still needs to be, have the conversations, change the narrative around it. Um, but look, the Irish Hospice Foundation are phenomenal in, in having them and, and as are the, the angels that work in Milford Hospice as well, you know. So, yeah, it's, it's getting there. It, it is slowly changing, yeah. Yeah. So how can people get their hands on this book? So right now it's available on my website, www.foraftereivegone.com. As of tomorrow, it'll be in O'Mahony's in Limerick and it's available in Eason's in Shannon. And is it one of a series? It's one of a series because you mightn't buy the four together for, you know, you mightn't have a sibling. So you can pick and choose whatever you, you want to buy as per your situation, I suppose. Yeah. Right. So we've mentioned the parents edition. Yeah. You mentioned sibling. Sibling, friend, and partner and parent. And parent. And yeah. you are working on the one working on for the, a child yeah. to... Yeah is passing before their parents, yeah. for example, which is just yeah. heartbreaking, isn't mm, it? Indeed. Okay, Joanne, well, listen, congratulations on it. I Thanks think you are so right. And it is such a challenging subject for yeah. so many people. But undoubtedly, it's something that, you know, people will appreciate yeah. maybe years later. Yeah, that's the plan. I want. To, I don't want to make a million out of it. I just want to make a difference in some families. And that's what's well, important. I'm, I'm sure it sounds like you already have, but I, I'm sure you will even more with this series. So it's um, a self-help book for After I've Gone, the parents edition, and there are other editions of it as well. And uh, thank you very much to Joanne Begley for telling us about her work on this. And we wish you well too, health-wise. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live.